The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. In Jesus' name and everyone said. All right, let's have our seat. Amen. Praise God. Wow. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's nice to be in your midst today. Can we put our hands together for the pastoral team here? Pastor Gide, God bless you. Pastor Jennifer, Pastor Taiwo, God bless you. Praise the Lord. All right, the Lord spoke to me and said, Today, we're going to be having, you know, when the Bible talks about an open heaven, we're talking about an atmosphere where there is a strong move of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. There's going to be a strong move of the Spirit. Yeah. There's going to be a strong move of the Spirit. And there are long-standing issues that will be solved this morning. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. They'll be solved this morning. Amen. But first, let's get into the Word of God. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, turn your Bibles with me. Second Corinthians chapter number 13. Whew, glory to God. Second Corinthians chapter number 13. And verse 14. Are we there? Thank you, Lord. Are we there? All right, let's read one to go. It says what? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Read it again. It says what? The grace of our Lord Jesus. Uh-huh. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, what is the grace of God? So when he says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, now, what that means is this. All right. Grace... God's grace is God's disposition, God's um, willingness to relate with you on the basis of his love. Where God does not relate with you on the basis of your performance, what you can do and what, what not. God's grace is God says, he looks at you and says, I like you and I'm going to be good to you, not because you are good, but I'm going to be good to you because I am good. That means God's goodness is actually why he is good to you. So if you look at John 3, 16, turn in there. Most of us know that scripture. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his what? His only begotten son. Notice that. It says, for God so loved that he gave. So the reason he gave was because he loved. Not because you were good. Not because you were perfect, but because he loved. So every single thing we receive in Jesus is on the basis of God's grace, God's goodness. Every miracle that is going to be worked today, every healing that we will perform today, is not going to be on the basis of how good I am or how good you are. It's going to be on the basis of what? God's love and God's what? God's goodness. 
So it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not what? Perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Hmm. That one is another subject. Everlasting life. So God gives because he loves. But now, John 3 16 tells us, For God so loved the world. So that means that's you and me. Glory to God. So in case you are wondering, does God love me and can God love me? You know, he said he already loves everybody. He loves the world. That he gave his son. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 8. It establishes this point. Romans 5. Thank you, Lord. The Lord said, I'm going to invade them with my fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Get ready to get home and people will be fighting you. You know why they will be fighting you? Because they can see. Because sometimes what normally happens is that when a believer is manifesting the fire of God, he cannot see the fire is manifesting. But some evil people, they can see it. Glory to God. They can see it. So some people begin to fight you. They will not like it. They will just change towards Don't worry. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Some problem is just fire you need. You just need to catch fire. Just catch the fire like this. Everything will be sorted out. Romans 5. And verse 8. Can we read? Okay, let's ask from verse 6. Everybody, I want us to read like a mass choir want to go. It says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for who? Who did he die for? Not the perfect. He died for the ungodly. Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 7, everybody would want to go. It says what? For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, paraventure, for a good man, some would even what? Dare to die. But God commended his love towards us in that what? Why we were yet sinners. Glory to God. So, the demonstration of God's love for you was when you were in your worst state. When you were in your worst state. So if you are here, do not let the devil lie to you. That you do not qualify to receive any blessing from God. Because of something you have done. Mm -mm. No. Even if you were a witch. As, as in, you were a witch last night. You flew last night. You are here. You will be saved. Hallelujah. You will live here born again. We kill witches in our church. Let me tell you, we kill them. We kill them by getting them born again. So the witch dies. A child of God takes their place. Yeah. We don't want them to die physically. That one is low level. We kill the witchcraft. Then his child of God, with correct power, to take the place. So while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. So after Jesus died for us, after he shed his blood, what did he do? By his grace, he forgave our sins. Turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter 1. We are praying also, my sermon will not be long today. Amen? Some of you know I preach long sermons. But today, it's a sermon I'm praying, and I'm going to be impacting a lot of people. Praise God. How many of you have heard of ladies and men in ministry? You have heard of ladies and men in ministry? Make sure you come. We are providing transportation. Look, I've told them, your own accommodation is ready. 
So just come and enjoy Lagos with me for three days. Just come Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We host you, every single thing you eat. So you have no reason to say, eh, I don't have my Mm-mm. free transportation. Just enter bus. <laughs> we'll bring you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So where did I say she opened? Ephesians, right? All right, Ephesians chapter number one. So Jesus died on that cross for your sins. He says he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? Eternal life. Now, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse um, 7, turn in there, what does he say? Ephesians 1, 7 says what? Hey. In whom we have what? Redemption through his blood, the what? Forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So your sins are forgiven in Christ Jesus. Now, this is for the people who have accepted Jesus. Not for folks who are outside of Jesus. If you accept Jesus, your sins are forgiven. Because the blood of Jesus was shed for the purpose of forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Do you have a sin problem? I got Jesus to take care of it. Amen. Amen. Guys, if you had a dirty piece of clothes, do you shout and say, oh, this cloth is dirty. Oh, this cloth is dirty. Is that what you do? Is that what you do? You go and get water, Abby. Then some clean. Then you go wash them, Abby. Then you go come out clean. Is that what you do? Uh-huh. Jesus is my clean. Hallelujah. Amen. I was a sinner. Glory to God. Jesus has the solution to my sin. His blood. He shed his blood for my sins. So I came to him and said, Lord Jesus, your word says by grace you've saved us. I want your salvation. I came to him and he washed me with his blood. So he said, in whom we have redemption. That word redemption means to pay for, to rescue. It means deliverance. So he delivered us, hallelujah, from our sins. In 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 10 to 11, look at it. If you are here and you are still a sinner, you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus, you have not received the life of God into your spirit, today you must understand why you should. The believer is more than an ordinary man. We are more than an ordinary man. When the believer rises up in the morning and says, In the name of Jesus, all angels stand attention. You're not normal. Glory to God. You are not normal. Before, before you feel of we Christians over now, even the way they pray, they pray as though they are begging God. You're not supposed to be begging God. No. No. You fellowship with God, but you are a king, hallelujah, with power. So you speak as a king in this earth realm. So when you are talking, when, when I'm fellowshipping with God, I say, Father, I love you. I worship you. So with the Father, I'm smiling. I love you, Lord. I worship you today. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm worshiping him. But when it comes to devils, Oh no, we don't smile with devils. We don't beg devils. You have a stubborn situation, you don't smile at that. You don't. There's a generational issue in your family, you don't smile at that. You don't. You don't beg either. 
Mama, you're 65. You've been seeing a pattern in your family. You will change it. It's today you change it. You reverse that nonsense today. All your children, marital problem, they are packing out of their husband's house. You are, you are saying it's your behavior. Oh, oh lower your car. Oh, the first one does not lower your car. Second one does not lower your car. Mama, it's not only your car we are dealing with here. It's not only your car we are dealing with here. We need to deal with this thing. Praise the Lord. God pregnant, thing came down. God pregnant, thing came down. You understand? I say, hey, Egba, Egba, waiting. No, we will, it's here we will settle it. We settle, we settle it. There is nothing in this world that does not listen. Everything has ears. And power past power. Are you hear what I'm saying? Mm. Glory to God. I was talking to a lady. I got this testimony two days ago. Woman, oh no, God. So, um, she got into a home. But the home she entered, there were some agbalagbas there. You know what I mean? She got pregnant. Every time she gets pregnant, the baby will come down. So when she came to me, she said, Pastor, I have this problem. I said, what is the problem? She said, this is what is going on. I've been having miscarriages, miscarriages, miscarriages. I said, no problem. I said, the last time I saw in the spirit, I saw what the mistake she I said, the last time you got pregnant, I know, you were announcing Abby. You were telling people. I said, this time, this is what will happen. I said, don't tell anybody anything. All right? Be quiet about this thing, pregnancy. But when you get pregnant, call me. I want to know. You understand? God pregnant. I said, good. I so said, in the name of Jesus, I lock this pregnancy up. It's not coming down. In Jesus' name. Anyone that tries to make it come down, he goes for it. And I forgot the thing. I didn't, I've not even spoken to her. It was yesterday I heard that she has given birth. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Are you following what I'm saying? You have that in Christ. That didn't work because I'm a pastor. No, sir. That one worked because I'm a believer. And I know how to use what I have. Praise God. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the what? Forgiveness of sins. First Corinthians chapter number six. You are an unstoppable force, says the Lord. For you are born of me, says the Lord. By my word and by my spirit, you advance the course of the kingdom of, of God on the earth. You repel the forces of darkness. You repel the forces of darkness. You repel the forces of darkness, says the Lord. My angels are with you at your command. Because the word of God is on your lips. And they are akin to it, says the Lord. They are into it, says the Lord. They are into it, says the Lord. So as you rejoice in my word and you proclaim it in songs and you rejoice in my word and you proclaim it in the voice of faith, you will see a manifestation so great. And your eyes will wonder, oh, this is what my heart has contemplated for so long. But my eyes have now seen and my hand now handles, says the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. There's something about the left eye. Something about the left eye. There's a pain behind the left eye. You are being healed right now, Mama. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, 1 Corinthians 6.10, it says, Dare any of you having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust. All right? And not, that's too fast, and not before. Huh? This is it, okay. 
Oh, First Corinthians 6 says, says Not thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now look at verse 11, everybody. Listen. He says, And such were some of you. This is Christians now. But ye are what? Washed. Say, I am, I am washed. Louder, I am washed. He said, But ye are washed. But ye are what? Sanctified. But ye are what? Justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and what? By the Spirit of our God. Okay, what does that mean? The moment you receive Jesus into your heart, glory to God, there is a cleansing that happens. Oh, glory to God. A cleansing that happens. It says you are washed by the Spirit of God. So that means the Holy Ghost is the cleanser. You are cleansed of the sin. You are cleansed of demonic influences. You are cleansed from causes. You are cleansed, totally cleansed. Amen. Amen. Turn to First Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Quick, let me show you something. Because as believers, oh, glory to God. Oh, Shidabahati. Hey, glory to God. When you get born again, you are translated from weakness to power. You are moved from sinfulness to righteousness. You are moved from being a failure to being a success by the power of the Holy Ghost. Because something happens when Jesus enters your life. Something real, something tangible. It's not a joke. It's not religion. We didn't come here to play church. No. Jesus lives in your heart. And if Jesus is not in your heart, then there's emptiness in you, within you. If Jesus is not in your heart, then there's darkness within you. Glory to God. It doesn't matter how good you are, there's darkness. And where there's darkness, devils can lodge in there. Devils can operate there. They can operate there. They can operate. Devils are gravi- they gravitate to darkness. They gravitate to emptiness. But when Jesus is there, then there's light there. Hallelujah. All right, turn there. First Peter chapter 1. 22 and 23. Everybody can read with one to go. It says what? Ah, in obeying the truth. Through the Spirit. Notice, notice. It says, seeing you have what? So that means there is a purification that happens when you believe in Jesus. Is this correct? Come on, is this correct? It says, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit unto unfeigned love. Of the brethren, see that he love one another with a pure heart fervently. Now look at verse 23. This is where I'm going. Everybody read. He says what? Being what? Born again. Not of what? Corruptible seed. But of what? Incorruptible. By the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. It means when you, get, when you receive Jesus into your life, you are born again of the seed. You are born of God himself. That's what this is saying. I'm a medical doctor by training, by the grace of God. Right? So I know that when a man has a child, the child will look like the man. And why is the child looking at the man? Because there is something called a DNA. Alright? The oxyribonucleic acid. That is a protein and glycoprotein in every single person that contains instructions as to how every part of your body would look like. Are you following that? Now, when a man meets with his wife and plants his seed in his wife, that seed contains the information on how his children will look. 
The color of the eyes is determined by DNA. Color of the air, every single thing. The things he's prone to do, his behavior, all of those things is genetic. Are you seeing that? So that means in every child is the programming of the father. Are you following? Are you following? So you find the father in the child. So that's why we can determine whether a child belongs to a man or not. By what? DNA. Glory to God. He says, God, now your papa. When Jesus enters your life, he says, being born again. That word born again. I don't want to start using Greek words here. Amen. You understand? I can't start saying you understand. Let's just keep it English. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> now, it says being born again. That word born again. Do you know what it means? Born again means to be born from heaven. It means to be born from above. That's what it means. Literally. Born from above. So when he says being born again, he says being born from heaven. You are not, look, there is an earthly life, then there is a heavenly life. There is a human life, then there is a divine life. He's saying when you get born again, you carry a divine life. That's what is called eternal life. Eternal life is not living forever and ever and ever. No, eternal life is the presence of God, the residence of God inside a man. And that's what happens when you got, get born again. Now, it happens not because you are good. It happens because God is good. It happens not because you are good, but because God has given his grace to you in his son, Jesus Christ. Anyone who accepts Jesus becomes what? Born again. Born again is not, um, um, I used to wear trousers. I don't wear it again. That's not what born again means. That's a fashion choice. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Call this funny business going on. Oh, I'm born again. I don't wear trousers no more. Sister, come on. If that's what you think born again is, you are not born again. You are going to hellfire. I don't care how long your skirt is sweeping the whole Lagos. Listen, you must look. If you don't accept Jesus, if you don't understand what it means to accept Jesus, you're not saved. Being born again means you have believed that Jesus died for your sins and that because of his death, burial, and resurrection, you are saved. That's what it means to be born again. It's by faith, not by skirts. Praise God. Somehow of that. Now, if you, you know, choose not to wear this or use makeup, it's fine. Okay, it's all right. But do not blaze your righteousness on, I don't wear makeup. I don't wear trousers. That's a mistake. It's not salvation. That's why a lot of people are wearing a costume. They look, they look, they, they look saved. Do you understand? But they are not saved. We are not talking about that one. You are wearing this thing, this thing. No, no, no. Listen, ma, sir, it is God coming to live on your inside. Now, God coming to live on your inside, he will regulate your behavior. Amen? Because, uh, sister, you're born again. Oh, I'm born again, I'm born again. My, my outward appearance don't matter. Eh? And your breast is outside. Sister, put that breast back inside. If you are born again, it will affect your dressing. Amen? Amen. You know, <laughs> someone I remember one time, like there's a lady, she came to church. She came to church, so I was laying hands. She needed a healing. So she came. So she wore something that was a bit. So as she came forward, because she knows that the moment my hands touch that, she's going under the power. So she started doing like this. 
So I was looking at her like this. Why didn't you just wear something? What is all this one you are doing? Doing like this. Pulling this thing down. Pull it. Praise God. This presence of the Spirit in you will modulate your, your behavior. The Bible says, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is what? At hand. So that means there will be carnality. Amen. Because you see, there is the presence of God on your inside. And a man who carries God and a woman who carries God cannot behave anyhow. It's not possible. That God, that spirit of God will tell you, change that, don't buy that, don't wear that. Praise the Lord. It's not because it's right or wrong, it's because, listen, there are certain things that are legal, but they are not permitted. The more you walk with God, you understand what is legal, what is okay, but you, you are not permitted to do. Others may, but I cannot. Are you following what I'm saying here? Come on, are you following what I'm saying here? All right. So being born again. So when you receive Jesus, what happens? There is a change on your inside. There is a transformation on your inside. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, therefore, everybody can reread. It says what? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he is a what? New creation. All things are what? Hallelujah. Behold, all things are what? Are become new. So that means a man outside of Christ is not the same as a man inside of Christ. Yay. <laughs> Glory to God. Yay. <laughs> Hallelujah. A man outside of Christ is darkness, but the man inside of Christ is light. A man outside of, that, of Christ is a slave, but a man inside of Christ is a son. Hallelujah. A man outside of Christ is dead. The man inside of Christ is alive. Glory to God. The man outside of Christ is going to hell. The man inside of Christ is not just going to heaven. He is a citizen of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a difference. I'm not wondering, oh, I'm born again. Amen. He has a good song. I'm not tarakaying. The hand of God holds me. And if you continue to hold me, he's able to keep to the uttermost them that come to God by him. He keeps me. The guy that saved me, you think he's not going to keep me? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Say with me, I'm confident. I'm confident. I am confident, I'm confident of my citizenship. Of my citizenship. I, am I am confident of my Savior. Of my savior. I am confident, I'm confident in my salvation. In my salvation. Ah, it's not by works, lest any man should boast. Turn it, Ephesians 2, verse 6. There's no boasting. I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. Our righteousness is the same. Because the righteousness we have is a gift. He yeah. a what? So when I say I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I'm saying Jesus is my righteousness. We are all wearing borrowed clothes, sir. Hallelujah. We borrow them. Amen. Amen. Now Jesus' clothes we they wear. If I went with my own clothes, God would say, mm-mm. But because I came in Jesus, oh yeah, that's it, that's it, that's my son, hallelujah. Yeah. Jesus is my righteousness. 
Say it with me. Jesus, Jesus. is my righteousness. My righteousness. Yeah. my righteousness. So when you come and you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, that's what you're saying. Oh, come on now. That's what you're saying. So he said, Father, in the name of Jesus, you come as Jesus. How do we know what's going to happen? Well, when Jesus was on the earth, did he ever get a no? No. No. So Paul comes and says, all the promises of God in him are yes and what? Amen. Amen. So that means in Jesus is always yes. He said yes something. Yes, 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 hallelujah. So you have a problem. Everything is going haywire. Oh boy, everything. You, you've, not, you've not pressed the magic word, hallelujah. You've not, you've not. What do you need to do? In the name of Jesus. You approach the Father in the name of Jesus. Praise God. You deal with devils in the name of Jesus. Devils don't go because you are good. Now, let me tell you something about demonic spirits. They are very tricky. Demonic spirits always try to get you to think that you cannot cast them out if you have not been of good behavior. <laughs> so that's why what normally happens is, you know, demonic spirits are different levels. They are different categories. The loud ones, they are the juniors. Do you understand? Tell you something. A person can be possessed by a senior devil in this meeting. Eh? And that person will be quiet, not want to, you understand? Very quiet. We'll just observe and leave. If I'm laying hands, we won't want to. That demonic spirit will hide. Those ones are senior. The ones that, ah! they are the junior ones. They always want to show themselves. Yes. You understand? Now, what those devils do is that they always try to point to your sin. As the reason why they won't come out when you say come out. Praise God. Now, when that happens, don't be afraid. Because in the realm of the spirit, the realm of the spirit operates by knowledge. Hmm? By what? Knowledge. Devils go because of the name, not because of you. So when you say, in the name of Jesus, out! What you are saying is that on the basis of Jesus, who disgraced you? And all your generation at the cross. Get out! Get out in Jesus' name. The only reason, legal reason why that devil would not go or should not go is if Jesus did not disgrace. Are you following? So that means the victory of Jesus is the basis for casting out devils. Are you following what I'm saying here? So you go without knowledge. Did Jesus win? Yes. Out! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I wanted to show you that it's by grace we're saved, not of works. Look at what it says in Ephesians 2 and verse 6. It says, Ephesians 2, 6 says what? And that raised us up together and made us what? Sit together in heavenly place in what? In what? Christ Jesus. Next verse, what does it say? That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us. Through what? Who is he showing us kindness through? Through Mohammed? Is, is he Mohammed? Is he Buddha? Through who? Amen. Got nothing against Muslims, I have Muslims as friends, but I always tell them, listen, my guy, look, I've read your Quran, I've read Bible, I look at what both of them said about life after death. Jesus is more believable. Amen. One says you have to pray five times, you have to do a, a salatu, you have to give this, do this, wash, wash. I was telling Muslims, because I preach to our fast, I'm not afraid to preach to our fast. 
Hallelujah. And we're talking, I said, he said, did it. I said, now, after all of that, do you get to heaven? He said, no, after I die, I'm going to go somewhere to wait. Then um, it will be by God's will, inshallah, whether we will enter heaven, you understand? And I said, look, this one, it looks too, it's too, it's too hard. Do you understand? <laughs> it's too busy. It's not sure. I want, do you understand? Now, that's what their own said. Jesus said, listen, see, Jesus didn't say, boya. There was no boya with Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Jesus said it. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. That was, Jesus said it. He says, all right, he says, the Father and I are one. And then that he has given me, no man can pluck them out of my hands. Huh? Jesus said it. You heard it too. You are now that, come on. You, if you, anyone goes to it, it's your fault. You heard that, what Jesus said. Huh? So you are the way I be. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I, I've come. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus. He said it. I'm with Jesus. So anyone asks me, I'm with Jesus. You want to kill me? No problem. I'm going to be with Jesus. As if I didn't have Jesus. I know that you understand. But I'm with Jesus. I'm good. Praise God. Praise God. So you can say, go back there. Ephesians 2, 6. All right. Uh, glory to God. Are we back there? Amen. All right. Can we read now? Scriptures. Cup of time. Cup of time is going. Oh, uh, yes, I have. He said, and had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Now, next verse. Everybody read, like a mass choir. That in the ages to come, hallelujah, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. So that means the riches of his grace. So that means his, his wealth of forgiveness. Huh? Of his grace in his kindness towards us. Through who? Christ Jesus. So it's through Christ Jesus. So that grace is in those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, next verse. Now, says what? For by grace are ye saved. Through what? Faith, grace, true what? And that not of what? Yourselves. It is the gift of God. Everybody say it is what? The gift of God. Sarah, I'm saved by grace. True faith. It is the gift of God. So I can't boast. You can't boast. Now guess what? This forgiveness of sins, this righteousness, this salvation that is a gift, amen, is the beginning of the gift you receive when you get saved. Amen. To experience the fullness of God's blessing, He didn't just give you forgiveness, He gave you the gift of Himself. Now turn to Acts 2:38, then we'll look at one more scripture, then we will pray. Ah ha ha. Shalewa. Shalewa. Shale. Shale. Shalewa. Shalewa. Amen. Shalewa. Shalewa. God is visiting his Shalewa. 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 Hallelujah. Where that church is open? Acts 2.38. Hallelujah. Then there's someone, your, your name is one of the books in the Gospels. John, Mark, Peter, no, John, John, Matthew, Mark, John, Luke, John. One of those names. Lord wants me to pray for that fellow. Praise the Lord. John. 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 Glory to God. 
John. Then the name is like it's not Yoruba, it's one of these other tribes. John. Hallelujah. Amen. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of what? Jesus Christ, for the remissions of sins, and you shall receive what? The gift of the Holy Ghost. Ah, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Who is the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is the presence of God. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God. And God is saying, In Jesus Christ, I have given you the gift of myself. I have given you the gift of what? Of my presence. So the moment you get born again, you get what? The Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Last scripture, Matthew chapter 3 and 11. The gift of the Holy Ghost. So why do we speak in tongues? That's a sign of the presence of God. Speaking in tongues is not rubbish. You see, when I'm speaking in tongues, I'm speaking perfectly. And most times I know what I'm saying. Because there is a gift of tongues, then there's a gift of interpretation of tongues. Praise the Lord. All right. So tongues is not rubbish. So we say, no, come on. The power of God is in that. Look at me. The realm of the spirit is ruled by words. I remember I've watched Abijah. <laughs> Before the SCV came, Abijah was our own action movie. How many of you are, you remember what I'm saying? Uh, wait, oh, eh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you were NTA, you know what I'm saying? Something, something, something. Ile, Ewa, 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 Ewa. You ready? Something, 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 something. Ile, you know that's our action movie. <laughs> NTA Channel 7 in Lagos. That's what we used to watch. Uh, praise God. Mm. So we grew up very conscious of demonic powers and stuff. Hallelujah. Very conscious, you know. Thank God I don't watch those kind of movies anymore. Hallelujah. Well, I said that to say this. The realm of the spirit is ruled by words. Words. So the Bible says, where, of a word of, where the word of a king is, there is what? There is power. So, when the Spirit of God comes into your life, the first thing He wants to control is your tongue. Because if He can control your tongue, then He can use you to determine the responses in the realm of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. So, the Bible says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. He says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue, 1 Corinthians 14, 3, speaketh not unto men, but unto what? God. In the realm of the Spirit, He speaks mysteries. Glory to God. Yeah, that's what happens when you speak in tongues. So you're not speaking rubbish. Hallelujah. All right. Now, everybody read this. One to go. It says what? I indeed baptize with what? But there is coming one after me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with what? With fire. So there is an operation of the Spirit. That's like fire that burns. Hallelujah. There's an operation like that. Okay? It's fire that burns. Fire that burns. Rise up on your feet. And now begin to pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want you to pray with every single thing within you. I begin to pray and say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I receive a fresh baptism of your fire right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, open your mouth and begin to pray. Everybody pray. This is the time you've been waiting for. You have just listened to a message 
by Rev. Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.